Michelle Constant on SAFM. 7.36, you are with SFM 104-107, and it's time for our sporting stories. So, the Bat Run is held annually in late February or March, and uh, just the title alone should give you some small insights. A Bat Run, what is that all about, and how do we look at it? Well, on the line is Lisa Pringle. She's an extraordinary runner of note and has been participating in the bat run and is like, I suppose one could say, basically taking the guys out, Lisa. That's the only way I could look at it. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction. Lisa, Hello, let's, Michelle. Thanks so much. Let, let's, Sorry, just, no, let's just start with, first of all, the bat run is a trail run. So let's talk about... Yeah what trail running is, and then let's go into uh, the bat run and just um, check that one out. Tell us. Perfect. So the trail running is just basically anything that's not on the road. So it can be in the mountain, it can be on jeep track, um, anything that's um, just basically off-road. And um, I kind of just started it during COVID when – um, all road races stopped and there was nothing to really train for. Yeah. And then we just thought, well, let's just go into the mountains um, and let's just switch it up. And um, so the bat run is actually something I've never done before. And it's a trail race that happens through the night. So it starts at 7 p.m. Yeah. And then you start at the Gardens Rugby Club in Oranjezerk. And you run up to Deer Park, and then you basically have to tag the three peaks. So it's Devil's Peak, um, the Clear Beacon, the top of Table Mountain, and then Lion's Head, and then you run back down to Gardens Rugby Club. Um, so that's what the bat run is, and you just basically have to finish as quickly as possible. So here's the thing. It, it, it takes place on a full moon night, as far as I understand. Yes. And then the question would be, so you have to run the three summits. So you have to do Lion's Head, McClear's, and Devil's Peak. And then, yes. but I mean, full moon is surely not enough to like be jogging along over rocks, up trails, up mountain <laughs> passes, etc. Do you all have to wear little head um, headlights and the like? Yes, absolutely. And also, I didn't see any full moon that night. <laughs> it was pitch dark. <laughs> So they have a list of compulsory gear and no one is allowed to run without that list and they're super strict about it. Yeah. So part of that compulsory gear was actually um, a fully charged headlamp and a spare and also spare batteries. And they're very strict about that. And luckily they had a headlamp store there. So if anyone had forgotten it, you could just go and buy one. Um, but they were very strict about that. And I absolutely would not know where I was going without my headlamp. So it's very important. I, I understand for people who um, were were following it and were looking at it, yes. it was yes. quite quite amazing because what you saw was you saw um, just these little white lights flickering their way up Table Mountain across, and and wherever you went, it was you just saw these little white, it's like a trail of little lights. Yes. Oh, it was spectacular to see. So when I kind of looked back and saw um, the people that were still climbing up Platicus, I mean, it was just incredible to see. You actually just wanted to stop and just look at that because 
it was so beautiful. Um, seeing that big trail of lights just going all the way up the mountain it was really, really special. And they have some beautiful photographs from that night of um, of people just in the mountain, these little lights oh. popping up all over the place. It was really a spectacular event. Really, so, really special. So, so how many people entered this year? How many people finished? And I understand that you were the first woman to finish. Yes. So I think that the event is quite small. I think they keep it quite small. So I think there were only 180 people who started. Yeah. Um, and also, oh my goodness, the, it, the, the race sells out so quickly. So I think this year it sold out within an hour or something. People are just so excited to run the race. Um, but yeah, it's quite small. And then I, I don't think many people pulled out. I think there were maybe 20 people who pulled out and then didn't complete the run. Yeah. Um, but majority finished. So I think you have until 5 a.m. the next morning to actually finish the race. So they give you really good, sufficient time. Um, if you also just want to go out there and really just enjoy the event for yeah. what it is, which is really special. Um, Lisa, yeah, Lisa I, how many hours yes. did you do it in? So I was trying to get within five hours, um, and I just clipped under five hours. So I did wow. it in four hours and 56 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's really thanks to those girls that were behind me and in front of me and behind <laughs> me and in front of me the whole way. I mean, I've never raced a race like that where they were just pushing the whole way and any opportunity, they would just come plummeting past me. So, <laughs> so it was great competition that day. Really, really great. What kind of training does one need? Because this is not road running. This is literally, as you say, going up um, Platterkloof Pass and yeah. uh, hacking your way over, over rocks and, and mountain uh, trails, etc. I mean, this is not exactly yeah. that you're going to do, do some road running training, surely. No. So I think what really helped me was when I started going to gym, actually, wow. and just doing some some weight training. So more focusing on the strength in my legs and um, some squats and those Jeez. kinds of things. And that definitely helped. I saw a huge improvement after the gym work. And then also just really spending time in the mountains. I've heard a lot of really good trail runners say that it's not about the kilometers. They focus on the hours that they're in the mountain. Wow. You can spend four hours in the mountain and do 10 kilometers. So it's really just about those hours and putting in the hours. And, and for me, there's no better place to be than in the mountains for hours. So so for me, it's just really perfect. Jeez, um, um, come on, girls. I'm like waving to our <laughs> team. And Tabby saying, Indosh, next year. We're going to run our way up the mountain and down again. And Tabby Singh is shaking her head and saying, not a chance. And Dash is just like leaning back and laughing hysterically because she, she can't take anything I say seriously anymore. So that's very sad. Phineas, on the other hand, who's our engineer, is, oh, you see, now he won't even catch my eye because he's too scared that if I catch his eye, I'm going to force him to do something like this. Lisa, it sounds like an absolutely amazing, amazing race. And I'm sure... It um, really does make one feel uh, proud of oneself, but also just physically you, physically focused in ways that we really should be in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just an absolute joy to be out there in the mountains. And um, 
I have this just fantastic group of people that we go out to the mountains on the weekend and just it's just there's just no better place to be for me. It's oh. the best place in the world. I don't see myself going back to road running. Definitely not. Really, hey? Yes, that's... absolutely not. Wow, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, we <laughs> look we look forward to seeing you uh, continue up and out throughout the mountains. Lisa Pringle, uh, the first woman to arrive in the 18th edition of the Bat run and it's held annually in late february march it's on a on a moonlit night although according to lisa no moon to be seen and uh, they have to have lights on their foreheads and they run up three summits lion's head mcclear's point and also devil's peak sounds like a lot of fun but also like really really hard work it's quarter to eight you are all saying fast and furious you're all saying that where we're going in our guess the destination we'll give it to you again and i'll tell you where you think we're going 